Now look it, you guarantee this car will get me to the airport tomorrow. No problems? Guarantee? It's a car. Because if there's even the slightest chance of any problem at all, I don't want to take it. Because if I don't get this guy on a plane to Seattle and out of my life, I'm going to kill him and everyone who tries to stop me. So did you have a nice week together? I heard a little ping in the car last time. What was that ping? There's no ping. Why are you so wacky? You cannot imagine how much I hate this guy. And he hasn't even done anything. It's the situation. He's a wonderful guy, but I hate his guts. So you two been, uh... No! I told him I've been having my period for the last five days. I'm sleeping all squished over on the edge of the bed. I've only got 14 hours to go. Nothing can go wrong now. I think I've taken care of everything. I've confirmed the plane reservation. I've checked the weather. What's your airport route? I got it all mapped out. I'm taking the tunnel. What about the Van Wick? I spoke to a cab driver. For five bucks, he turned me on to the Rockaway Boulevard shortcut. Ooh. Now look at the plane leaves at 10.15. We're getting up at about 8. That gives us enough time, right? You're still using that old alarm clock? Oh, no, no. I bought a new one today. It's got everything. It's got everything. If you oversleep more than 10 minutes, a hand comes out and slaps you in the face. March 6, 2016. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Twip. What? What? I thought we were going to read the thing again. No, it's fine. I just, I don't know if I liked my read. It's just, it's just Twip. It's fine. Look, I'm a perfectionist and a psychopath. Yeah, it's the second one. That's more of an issue. Is really. it? I don't know. Yeah. I, mm. I think they're kind of equal. Yeah, but you don't have to deal with you. That's why you would think that. See? That's the look she's giving me right now. What's the problem? <laughs> I don't have a problem. <laughs> well, Therefore, you kind of, okay, kind of do. Okay. Let's so, move on to the post-it. Let's move on to the post-it because we have some big news. We do? Well. I don't prep for this. <laughs> Newsflash. The next episode of The Pendant Shakespeare is supposed to be coming out March 16th, as per usual. However, it's coming out a week early because on March 16th, timed with the new comic book, Archer and Armstrong is coming out! Finally! Yes! Part one! Part one. It's episode out. one. Well, episode one. On March 16th, in time with the new adventures of Archer and Armstrong comic book. Right! It will, uh, the following episodes, two, three, and four, will be coming out one per month, following in time with the comic book. Pretty cool. Really awesome. So there you have it. It's coming out. You better listen to it. Guess what else? Guess what else? What? We have a preview trailer. We do! Let's go! From the pages of Valiant Comics comes the most important event in audio history. We're not overselling it, are we? A young man with extraordinary abilities. I am Obadiah Archer. An immortal without faith. They call me Armstrong these days, kid. A man trapped in time. My name is Ivar. I was the last fool to activate the boon. A woman of faith facing her mortality. My faith is not so weak. It can be threatened by a differing opinion. And a conflicted young woman bent on completing her mission. 
The Dominion is on the verge of taking control of the sect and reassembling the entire boon. For it holds the key to immense power. The immortal knows where to find it. I hid the six main pieces of the boon around the world. And even the boon's individual parts draw humans to them, like moths to flame. Join us as Valiant Comics' award-eligible buddy team is brought to life for the very first time. You will have the benefits of my experience, and will know beforehand the strange sights and sounds and smells of the outside world. Ugh, particularly the smells, for they are nasty. Come on, let's tell them the good news. Archer and Armstrong, The Michelangelo Code, the audio drama. A four-episode, fully immersive audio experience with one too many colons in the title. Coming soon from Pendant Productions and Valiant Entertainment. Hang on, little buddy. I'm coming. How cool. How cool is that? Come on, that was a pretty cool trailer. That is so cool. You gotta say it. You can get this show on Audible and Amazon and iTunes. Yep. It's gonna be great. It's a big deal. So cool. You gotta check it out. The cast is amazing, and the direction and the music is amazing. It's all amazing. Yo. You gotta, gotta check it out. March you're, you're 16th. Like okay. That's huge. Yay! You know what else is huge? What? We have another new show debuting later this month. Oh, crap. Why do we do this to ourselves? March 28th. You are getting your first episode of Active Radioactive Radio. And guess what? What? We have a preview trailer for that too! Yay! Hello, hello, Audio Apocalyptica. This is Johnny Franks on Active Radioactive Radio for the get-up-and-go radiation dodger in all of us. Coming to you live from my mountaintop bunker with all the information you need to keep yourselves alive out in the wastes. Because you don't have a mountaintop bunker, do you? No, you do not. I mean, so I figure, because how many can there be? But, you know, if you do have one, shoot me a message and we can be bunker buddies. Which is kind of like bunk buddies, so maybe we're only one step away. And isn't that what's important? Finding a warm body... Anybody to keep you company through the long, frigid thermonuclear nights? Because here's how your host with the most sees things. This here is a public service because the world is miserable. Your lives are miserable. Radiation, mutated horrors, neighbors will murder you for your last can of dog food, no indoor plumbing, miserable. But I finally figured out how to get my old broadcast antenna repaired. And I've got news, because Johnny's connected to the outside world. And I found boxes and boxes of music in the basement. And so I figure I've got such a big heart and am such a good guy, it was time for me to shout from the rooftops, Johnny's here, world! And you're gonna listen. Because what the hell else are you gonna do? Oh, man. Come on. Come on. There is so much cool big stuff going on. Totally. Um... Uh, what else should we mention? Um, oh, right. Uh, the surprise in February was, of course, the Henderson and Havner Valentine's Day special. If you haven't heard it, you need to go check it out. 
Yep, it was super secret surprise. Yeah, it was a very last minute decision that uh, even on our end, we were like, you know what we should do would be cool. And we were like, do we have time to do this? And we mentioned this in the commentary a bit. We were like, oh yeah, we do. If we do it like this week, we have like two, three days to get the whole yes. thing organized and put together. And it's fine. So. No problem at all. As long as we do it immediately <laughs> exactly. and drop everything. So, but we did because we thought it was cool and it came out really great. It and was. so if you haven't heard it, make sure you stop by and check that out. It's awesome. And then... Uh oh oh oh! I should have backed up a little bit. Um, I want to mention something else about Active Radio, Active Radio, which we just played the trailer for. Yes, we haven't talked much about it on Twip yet. No. Now this show is going to be interactive. You can tweet to the star of the show, Johnny Franks at Mountain Top Stud, on Twitter. You can email him at host at activeradioactiveradio.com and you can ask him questions about love or life or how to survive in the post-apocalypse. And Which is what the show is about. Right. It takes place in a, a futuristic post-apocalypse. And so he will answer select questions. Um, if you email him or tweet at him, make sure you include the words okay to air so we know it's okay to put it into the script and into the show and we'll give you credit for your question and a cool thing that we're just working on now, everybody who gets a question on the show is going to get an official Active Radio, Active Radio survival kit put together by Mr. Johnny Franks himself. That's so right. what's in those? Who can say? A little early to say. Well, I mean, we know, but you're going to have to find, you want to find out, get, start submitting questions and get yourself on the show. Yep, yep. Yeah, and so you can ask, once the show starts coming out, you can ask questions about the episodes that you've heard or something that happened that you want to know more about or whatever, anything. It's it's cool. We've got a whole bunch already that people were sent in on Twitter. Um, so again, that's Mountaintop Stud on Twitter. Be sure you go follow Mr. Franks and get yourself ready for this show. Okay. Okay. Now the last piece of news. Yes. It's just a simple reminder that Kingery is on hiatus right. for this month and next, but will return in May. This was a scheduled hiatus, a production break. Mid-season, That's yeah. right. And so, um, in May, first week of May, be sure you come back and check that out. Kingery will return with episode 807, and the second half of uh, season 8 will continue on from there all the way to episode 12. Month after month, all the way through. As per usual. I said that before. Now you're just quoting me from earlier in this show. Oh, that must have really stuck with me. Like, those I are do words that. to live by. Yeah. Anything that comes out of my mouth, you could apply that to, really. I'm pretty wise. No. No. I'm a little wise. Mm. Kind of wise? Sure. From Wilmington, North Carolina, we have Andrew Hackley on the line. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening. <laughs> Hi. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going well. It's going very well. Um, it, it's always fun to be able to talk to someone, especially in a voice acting role, because I've played so many different like evil roles lately that I just I love being able to be like, I'm really nice, I swear. It's, it's fun to throw people off. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you can definitely have fun with people that way, especially telemarketers. I I, you know what, uh, my job besides doing voice acting, um, is I actually work at a call center and I have had a lot of days where, you know, naturally I saw, I talk very naturally. Hello, how are you? How can I help you today? And then I have two reactions when I get a call I don't like, 
uh, either I go super nice, and I'm talking like Dolores Umbridge, like, oh, of course, I'll be happy to help you. Like, the level of sarcasm and right. apathy where it hurts, right. or I'll go deep on someone. And I've had a few instances where I've had uh, some persons like, well, if you can't help me, I want someone that can. Oh, I'll get you someone that can help right away. And it's very <laughs> fun. Uh... <laughs> and I shall destroy but, your soul in the process. Let me get you someone that can help. It's 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 kind of fun to hear them kind of like go quiet after that. And what happened? <laughs> Who am I calling? Oops, pardon me. Demon got out. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially here in Pendant, we have uh, well, we have some voices here. In uh, so um, we have questions, and hopefully you have answers. Otherwise, this is really short and one-sided. You have questions. We have answers, or I have answers. Let's just go with we. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure how many of you there are there, but okay, sure. So how'd you discover Pendant? Uh, funny story, which I'm sure you were hoping for. Entertaining um, is always good. I uh, My first role in voice acting, uh, which hopefully a few people have heard, um, I, and I'm still currently in, because it's still going, a uh, production called Blue Sky uh, from Mad Geek Productions, uh, which I got discovered by uh, Dan Whitelaw uh, playing this character named Tom, and uh, if you have a chance, it's a great series to check out. It's it's uh, the first role I've had that I really had time to to uh, evolve. And what came from it uh, is it got to a point where I've, I've been doing Tom for like three, four years at that time. And I'd gotten to a point where I was finding other projects. And I'm like, okay, I need to get into more projects that, you know, are, are varied, that people know about. And, um, you know, it's Andrew. And I love I love saying my name with his, by impersonating him because he hates it. Um <laughs> <laughs> but Andrew, if you want to get recognized, you're gonna to have to try and get into something independent audio. They're very well known. They're very people love them. I'm like, okay. I like so this I start guy. looking. Oh yeah, I know, right? Dan Whitelaw likes you too, and I like Dan Whitelaw, and hopefully he doesn't hurt me for doing the impersonation of him that he hates. <laughs> um, but he, he says I should get independent audio. So after that, I've been keeping an eye on on casting calls and the different productions, and uh, it did get to a point where uh, I saw the opening for Anthony and Cleopatra and looking through the open parts and I'm like, okay, this is my chance. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how I heard of them. Also how I got to be able to play the parts of Domitius and Obarbus and, uh, the recent Antony and Cleopatra, which still, which uh, is still coming out. Mm -hmm. Uh, hope that answers the question and a little more. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, so let's talk about you and Shakespeare. Uh, all right. <laughs> is there a question so of that or, I have many questions. Um, yes. Oh my. <laughs> so, what is it like playing uh, Domitius in a barbarous? I'm going to start off with saying a shocker. Um, I, and mind you, I, I, I think I had some really good lines. Uh, I loved being able to do the first two lines they gave me for the um, for the tryout, and I loved like I think that the line that really stuck with me. Um, which you hear it in the first episode, that line of, uh, you know, let women die. It's a very dark and disturbing line, but the more you look into it, the more you read this character. He's a very interesting character. Um, well, the shocker is I did not understand a lot of what I was saying at first. <laughs> um, old English, it turns out, is not as easy as I thought it was to get into. <laughs> um, I've had that problem, so too. <laughs> It's you know I I listened to the 
um, the commentary on the first two episodes, mm-hmm. um, which was great. Um, it was a good way to kind of to, to hear what the people were thinking and kind of get a feel for the whole show. I, I definitely say it, it's something that, that made the pendant production uh, a little more interesting for me. But as I'm listening to it, um, I, I got to a point where they had said something about it's a lot easier to understand it when you hear someone else doing it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? They are completely right because it's a lot harder to read it. <laughs> And then to then to then try and translate it into acting. Uh, there's a lot of different hidden jokes in Shakespeare. I've, I've started to to come to realize a lot of different little quips and quirks that make the language very exciting and interesting and different. But at the same time, it makes it so you get to certain lines, and it's like, am I angry? Am I happy right now? Um, it's why I delivered so many takes on so many of my lines. I'm like, okay. I can't really tell if my character is really mad or mischievous or constipated, so I'm just gonna do everything. <laughs> um, hey, but it, it's, <laughs> you know what? I, I figure if I do all of them, eventually one of them's gonna gonna take. Um, but outside of that, it's a very fun character to play. It does fall under one of the archetypes people uh, get for me the most, which is uh, I play. I play sarcastic characters very well for some reason. People find me to be very um, amusing when I'm trying to insult you without you knowing. Um, which, I'm a really nice guy. So it's, kind of, it's always kind of like, you know, what character can I play for you guys? Oh, we need a character who's sarcastic and insults everybody. Oh. <laughs> um, but I love doing it, and I loved playing this character a lot. He's a very deep character when you start breaking him down each act, uh, which I don't want to ruin anything. I don't know if, if everyone's uh, caught up on their Shakespeare, but each act, as you get further into it, this character is definitely changing. He starts off with just being a, a friend and an advisor, and the deeper you go into it, it really gets to his point where he's he's full of emotion, and he's full of this love of, of Antony, and this conflicting feeling of where Antony is taking him and the kingdom and everything around them. It's it's so interesting to see this breakdown of this character the, to get to the point where you're acting and you're just making this idle, half-threatening joke about Cleopatra to realizing, you know, no longer are you the person who can whisper that shit, it's just Cleopatra. Joke to him, now Cleopatra is in charge and and you have no control over anything that's happening anymore. You know, love is winning over logic, and you're a very logical character with a lot of love. You know, it's... I, I talk a lot, sorry. No, no. Hey, it's your interview. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to talk. Yay! <laughs> I like talking. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely had a lot of fun playing the character the deeper got into it. Uh, but there are, I will admit, without any kind of, of regret at this point. Just a couple lines. I'm just like, you know what? I I don't know if I'm saying these names right. I'm going to try my best, and we'll see what happens. So knowing you were this kind of character, um, did you draw on anything in particular? I did. Um, all my acting definitely comes from personal experiences, uh, which is good. Um I will say certain roles I've had to play, the further it is from my base personality, from who I am, the more I have to concentrate before getting into the role. 
Uh, but playing a character like this, it's it's not. I mean, I'm not. I'm a very nice person. I'm not nearly as as uh, logical at times. Um, but I definitely felt the emotion. You know, you're, he's he wears a bit of a mask, and I, I wear a bit of a mask in my life. And I, I basically just kind of focused on being very, you know, a character who portrays this level of intelligence constantly. I want to portray a level of intelligence almost at all times. You know, a character who who cares but hides it with um, sarcasm. I can relate to that intensely. Uh, so there are a lot of similarities between me and this character, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I definitely, I, 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 there's definitely lines between me and this character that don't coincide. Mm-hmm. But when you're acting, you have to take those lines and erase them. You have to become that character to the best of your ability, especially in voice acting. I can't do it by just putting on clothes that look like this person or having a face that looks like this guy. I have to become that person, and every line I do, you have to hear that character talking. So, Okay. So now that you have drank from the cup of Pendant, are there other Pendant shows you'd like to get into? Well, I did see there's an opening that I'll be auditioning for soon. So that's something I... I, I, I hold on, did I see it by email? No, I saw it on Facebook. Uh, so Facebook was saying there's another thing that's up, and I'll definitely be looking into that. Uh, I am that keeping would be my the eye. Seminar. Uh, that's the one. audition. Yes. yes, that one looks so. really good. And um, I don't know if you saw the announcement, but the Romeo and Juliet uh, audition should be going up any time now, and may already be up by the time that. by the time this airs. You know what? I I think I would like to try my hand at playing. Um, you know, I bet I could do a pretty decent Romeo. Uh, that or uh, oh, the character who does the plague on both your houses line, that'd be fun. The prince? It's a prince, right? Uh, was he a prince? I thought he was. A... It's been a while since I looked at Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it's not one of those things where you read it every day. You know, with some sort of He's, you know, the, oh, it's the time for my in charge. huh? The ruler in charge. No, no, no. The one who's, he's like, I think he's a Capulet. And he dies. Mercutio, maybe? Mercutio, yes. Is that his He dies, he says, a plague on both your houses. Wow. Oh, yeah, my 10th grade teacher is probably, like, cursing me from wherever she is. (laughs) (laughs) You should know this. I I know, but, I mean, come on. I don't have a test on this on Friday, so I don't have to know it right now. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love a touch of Old English. I do love a touch of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will not lie. and, and I, I definitely prefer normal uh, styles of acting. I prefer to to not try and emulate this old style of acting and focus on the current. I love the current style of acting that, that we have. There's this level of subtlety and realism that you have in daily acting that you see on television and in movies that has evolved from cinema. I mean, if you look at older movies, everyone has this very, you know, every line is said really quickly and very pointed. And it's very it's 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 acting. But I love the style nowadays where you're just watching people and the intensity that comes from these people who who show their lines not through this well i'm angry i'm angry see you're seeing an actual character i'm angry the anger ebbing off of them mm-hmm. and every line they say is so much more powerful than just having lines that describe what they're feeling at the moment um 
So right. I definitely have a deep appreciation for current style of of realism when it comes to acting, and I I like portraying that a little more than Shakespeare. Not that I I don't mind Shakespeare, but I definitely I like being able to to really pour emotions into words. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the best way I can put it. So you saw the audition for seminar are. As, as well as an actor, are you also a writer where you might um, have some kind of story within you that might come out in the way of a seminar short? I do some writing, actually. Uh, I work as I work with creative development. Uh, I work as a creative development or developer, I guess, in some projects. Um, I'm helping out these people when it comes to making a video game, uh, which will be more... A news on that at some point soon. Uh, if Interesting. Uh, yeah, oh, definitely. Um, as we get more information, uh, I will be putting it on my Facebook. Which, by the way, if anyone likes me and wants to hear more of my stuff, I am on Facebook. Um, but I, I, I get to play a villain in this project. And as I talk with them, I started taking on more of a creative development role because they're like, oh, we need these enemies. I'm like, I, I could come up with an enemy. Or, you know, oh, we need a background for these characters. I, you know what? I got this. So I'm actually, I do have some stories in me. And I think I have a couple in mind that could be interesting as a short story. Um, would it be appropriate to talk about it or should I just write it? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's up to you. Um, but if you want to do the writing and then toss it in well, to Susan and Folk and. I'll mention this, and then I'll mention one idea I've been sitting on for a bit mm-hmm. is have this idea um, of this universe of sorts where uh, different creative uh, entities exist, uh, including people who essentially are able to take their own image from their minds and portray it on the world. So that's the vague part of it. I don't want to ruin all of it because I'm hoping to put up a project from okay. this world. Um, but the one story I had in mind was this idea where you have the embodiment of war and the embodiment of peace, and war has gotten into a MMORPG, <laughs> <laughs> and has said this is the greatest uh, thing that has ever existed for war, and and peace is kicking his butt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. I think there's a story there. I just need to find a way to properly put it to paper so they can be properly put into audio. Well, I look forward <laughs> to hearing that someday. Eh, cross your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm notorious for having a lot of ideas and not getting all of them to paper, so um, I definitely want to, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll definitely have to see. I, I actually do have a couple of, of scripts I've written that I am sitting on waiting for the right moment uh, to put them out there or to be able to cast them. Uh, And I've also helped other people kind of get their scripts up to par uh, to kind of push it a little further uh, into what it has the potential to be. So So you are familiar with editing scripts? Well, I'm familiar with giving them a certain flair or making it sound a bit more realistic at times, but... I have a flaw when it comes to the grammar side of editing. That's my biggest weakness is I have horrible grammar. Um, so every time I write uh, anything, I, I'll take it to one of my friends like, hey, can I have a look at this? And they start having 
like violent convulsions as they start seeing my spelling errors, right. which I feel, which, you know, I'm like, so what do you think? And, you know, of the scripts, not the spelling errors. And they're always like, I couldn't, I couldn't even get past them. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like just, just look past the, uh, the fact that I use T O O instead of T O and there's maybe a story there. <laughs> Word has a grammar check on it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but there's also, there's a limit to, there's a point where even word gives up on you. <laughs> Dialogue box pops up. I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> the sad thing is my spelling is, is fine. It's just, it's pure grammar. It's where a comma goes, uh, what's capitalized, just things like that, um, which I think you can look past it, but I keep working with people who, who can't. <laughs> um my dad's yeah, great English to... teacher might want to talk to you too. <laughs> I'm here's the thing, I'm a very I'm a very creative person. I don't know if is it okay to say that as a can you be like I'm very creative. I think I think other people would vouch for me being creative. Um so I do have a lot of ideas always circling in my head and I do really want to get a lot of them out there. I'm sitting on a video game idea, which I'm actually trying to put a script to, mm-hmm. um, which should be interesting, but there's a lot of scripting to do, and I've, I've already kind of realized that, you know, once I'm done with that 200, 300 pages of script, I have to take it to someone, and they're going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what an editor is for. They're just going to kind of look at me, but why? <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 that's, that's all I was uh, I'm just, I have to apologize, apologize to them and like give them copious amounts of ice cream or something. Let, let's go back a bit. How did you actually decide to go into voice acting? Well, I've always loved acting. Um, it's been a lot of fun over the years to be able to step outside of yourself. It, it, I mean, all my life I've loved being able to kind of be something else at times. Um, I, I will actually say it has a bit to do with... Um, my background, uh, I'm a person who, uh, I'm a multiracial person. I, I'm, I'm half, I'm part black, part white. You are start breaking it down. It becomes Irish, Scottish, Scandinavian, Nigerian, but it's, I've always, it's always been kind of interesting because I was never just one thing. I, I, my identity has always been kind of mixed up. So it's gotten to a point in my life now where instead of kind of being caught up in this whole, I am this thing and this thing only, I've gotten to a point where I am multiple things, and I'm happy about that. Uh, but, you know, a few years back, part of me discovering who I was is it was kind of fun to just take these characters who were, um, I don't want to say finite, but characters who had a role, an identity, a thing that they were, and to be them for a bit. Not to not be myself, but to be able to see what it's like to be somebody else. Uh, and it definitely plays into my love of acting. It, it kind of is fun to to become these different people, these different things, to put yourself in someone else's mentality. Um, and at first it was just normal acting I loved, but there's such a limit to normal acting because being a person who looked different, you know, you're not going to walk into a place and, and play a lot of typecast roles, you know. Um, there's multiple things that will halt you there, but in voice acting... You know, when you become the character correctly, uh, it makes a huge difference. That and with a voice, my voice and my body don't look like they should match. Um, 
Uh, is this factual? I, I, as I said, uh, I'm 26. I sound like I'm 17. Uh, I get mistaken for a female on the phone, which is always very frustrating. Um, but I loved being able to get into something where that didn't matter, that my voice was my way of portraying myself and I could become someone else and looking like whatever didn't matter. And more than that, if I became that person fully, like closed my eyes and just became somebody, that it was able to be felt in such a way uh, when you do voice acting uh, to the best of your ability, you know, it, it definitely becomes something that, that can that can change people. Um, so with that in mind, it, it was so much fun, and it still is a lot of fun. This is this is what I want to do right here. This is what I enjoy uh, more than anything is to be able to act, to be able to, to talk and be charming and and uh, or be be evil and conniving or be innocent and and guilty until proven otherwise. Um, <laughs> it's so much fun to to be able to. <laughs> to be able to do that as a thing, and, and I love it uh, more than anything else. So uh, it's been it's been a, a big a fun thing to do for the last six seven years, and I'm looking forward to not only continuing to do it, but to do it in more things and to do it in bigger things. So you're doing um, that along with other stuff. Um... I am. Um, I do voice acting. But I also am uh, part of a group. We're called the Nerd Table. Uh, we do nerdy podcasts. Uh, we're doing a lot of YouTube videos right now, so we're doing our uh, reviews. We're also getting into Twitch streaming. Uh, and we also intend to do some comedy videos at some point soon. Uh, so uh, definitely check us out. Uh, it's me and about three other people uh, that make that up. We got uh, Jazz, Ken, and John. Uh, and Andrew, and we form a giant mega lion robot. But we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. If you put in Nerd Table, you're probably gonna be able to find us. We have a lovely logo with, you know, all four of us on it. Um, but Facebook's probably the easiest place to find us, and from there, all our other links are easily available. Um, I also uh, do other voice acting for other things. I'm I'm currently uh, playing a villain. An earlier point. What? Um, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and a project coming up called Riot. Uh, I get to play Riot. <laughs> um, I know, right? Uh, it, it's a villain character. Uh, another one, which, as I said, keep an eye out for. It'll be a video game. And again, villain character. Still playing Tom from Blue Sky. Um, there's other things uh, that I do on, on the side that I post from time to time. I definitely keep my eye out for different kinds of projects to be in. Uh, and I'm always looking for more. So um, you mentioned Facebook before. Do you want to recap your social yeah. media contact? Uh, yeah. Uh, if anyone needs to reach me or if anyone wants to talk to me or or yeah, adore me uh, or, you know, any, any of the general stuff, uh, I, I accept adoration. It is it is wanted uh, and needed. I'm so lonely. <laughs> um I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, my name is. Uh, I'm on Tumblr, uh, and my name is Andrew Hackley. Uh, as I said before, I'm a member of a group called the Nerd Table. Check us out on Facebook or Twitter or Tumblr or if, you, if there's a thing and it's a social media, we're there. Um, and if you need me for voice acting, I'm game. If you have an idea that needs a bit of creative development, I'm here for you. And uh, I also do a bit of uh, cosplay. 
paint work actually i i'm practicing with making masks and um working on prosthetic stuff a little bit on the side mm, uh, yeah. i don't know if anyone needs me for that but it's an interesting thing i do so um... i i like to keep myself busy uh i i think when you find stuff that you love doing you need to try I undo them, and I love doing voice acting. I think that it's very important. Even if you're not doing it as a job, you need to find those things that make you happy to do. Because otherwise, if you're just working a you know a forty hour a day, uh, five day a week job, and you're not doing something on the side that you love doing, or you're not doing anything to kind of further yourself in some matter for you, then life feels boring. You know, get a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Folks can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA or on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot 5036. And Andrew, thank you once again. I know we've had some technical stuff along the way, um, but I appreciate you taking the time. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Happy to Happy to talk about this kind of stuff. And hey. Uh, hopefully you guys will hear me in more pendant audio stuff, eh? Cool. Look forward to it. And we will kick this back to Jeffrey and Susan. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview is over. Coming out Wednesday, March 9th, Antony and Cleopatra? What? You did, you did a thing. I was just going to remind people that's the 9th, not the 16th, as initially planned. We're giving it to you a week early. Okay, so am I doing the announcement, or are you? You weren't going to mention that. I was just saying the date. Uh-huh. It's... Oh. So say the date. Get on with it. I did! March 9th, Antony and Cleopatra, Act 3, Part 1. Jerk. <laughs> Gentle Otto, let your best love draw to that point, which seeks best to preserve it. If I lose mine honor, I lose myself. Better I were not yours than you're so branchless. Next time, on The Pendant Shakespeare. Dear Majesty, Herod of Jewry dare not look upon you but when you are well pleased. That Herod's head I'll have. But how? When Antony is gone, through whom I might commend it. Good, my lord. To come thus was I not constrained, but did on my free will. My lady, Mia Antony, hearing that you prepared for war, acquainted my grieved ear with all, whereon I begged her pardon for return. Which soon she granted, being an obstruct between her lust and herself. Do not say so, my lord. I have eyes upon her, and her affairs come to me on the wind. All is fair in love and war, when part one of Antony and Cleopatra, Act Three, premieres on March 16th, 2016. Welcome, dear sir. Each heart in Rome does love and pity you. Only their duchess and tongue, most large in her abominations, turns you off and gives her potent regiment to a troll that noises it against us. Only at PendantAudio.com Is this Wednesday too? No, it's Monday. Monday. Coming out Monday! March 28th, it's Active Radio, Active Radio, Part 1, which we already told you about. Episode 1, not Part 1. Oh, I saw the Part 1 for the Antony and Cleopatra thing, which was right above it, and I'm sorry. You want to try again? No! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> We're not going to replay the trailer because you heard it earlier, but if you'd like to hear it again, just rewind this episode and listen to it some more. It's March 28, okay? You It'll got also, it now. The trailer will also be up in the, the podcast feed if you haven't um, True. subscribed already. You can go do it now. Pendantaudio.com okay, yeah. slash radioactive. Go do it. Go subscribe. Do that. Hear the trailer right there over and over and over again. All day if you want. La, 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 the show is almost done. Yay! (laughs) Okay, that's it. I mean, that's it. That's a huge month for us, right? It's a huge month for us. (laughs) So this is really cool. We're very tired. By the end of this month, you will have heard Active Radio, Active Radio, Episode 1, and you will have heard Archer and Armstrong, the Michelangelo Code, the audio drama, Episode 1! And then I'm going to take a nap, okay? We're going to take a real long nap. We are so tired, but this is awesome. It's great. Yay! You guys are going to love it. Awesome. Go awesome. Pendant! Yeah! Go Pendant. What? I can't yeah. cheer? Team Pendant, go! Uh, go team! Yes. Yeah! Yeah! In the meantime... Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio, the Twitter feed at Twitter.com slash PendantWeb, and the Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. Two new shows. Shows we gonna have two new shows, yeah. Cause we're crazy, yeah. Jerk.